I recently updated my social media headlines, my LinkedIn bio, my website. I recently updated it to say the following. I am a fractional CMO and CRO helping seven-figure founders recover their biggest business expense, lost sales through simple funnel fixes. Now, why did I do that? Why did I poke the bear in terms of talking about expenses and lost sales? It's because I'm convinced that too many founders, far too many growth-focused business leaders are trying to solve for the wrong thing. And it's costing money, it's costing energy, and it's costing opportunity. So let's dive in on today's episode of the Rising Tide Talent Show. Rising Tide lifts all ships, it lifts all ships, it lifts all ships. So I have been hearing from very well-meaning, very, very smart branding experts and coaches and consultants that when it comes to promoting yourself, your offer, your services, or really just talking about yourself online, you have to be clear and concise about what you do. And my bio always said, Enneagram One... I'm a mom. I help people with marketing tasks. And I had to really audit myself and have a very hard internal discussion with myself to say, that's not it. That's not it. And nobody is going to invest in you. Nobody is going to pay you unless you make it clear that you understand their biggest pain point and that you can solve it. And in order to do that, I really had to sit back and think, what is it that I do that's different than others? What do I provide that is a little bit different than other coaches or consultants and people that think about generating leads and making more top of the funnel sales or building out a highly advanced sales team or making operations more streamlined? What do I do? And it hit me that there was a quote that I had been drawing inspiration from after hearing it at a conference. The quote was from a guy named Dan Henry, a sales leader who came in and had us repeat over and over and over that the biggest expense in business is lost sales. Now, I want to say for the record, I have come to learn more about Dan, and he's not my ideal role model in terms of how he carries his own personal branding and his approach to business and sales. And so I am not going to tell you how I have interpreted and really put into action this idea that he presented without acknowledging that I don't know that Dan Henry is somebody that I would take a lot of advice from. With that said, I found this statement to be extremely smart. And it immediately triggered something for me because I believe that the biggest expense in most businesses is not the expense of having to hire staff or having to invest in software or having to do travel for salespeople or to build out a big new brand or, you know, a brand kit or a website. The biggest expense, and I'm going to talk about how expensive this truly can be, 
are the unclosed deals. And I was talking with somebody recently on her podcast and I compared it to that famous scene from Pretty Woman where Julia Roberts' character tries to buy something. She has the money. She has the credit card. She walks into a store. She's doing everything she can to buy these clothes and she's turned away. Now, I'm not saying that a Julia Roberts type is in your funnels and I'm definitely not saying that this is the exact scenario, but Julia Roberts wanted to buy and she was not able to. So she walked across the street and she spent her money somewhere else, right? She And then she, of course, famously comes back into the original shop and tells them, hey, you, you should have closed the deal. Well, you do have people in your current funnels, prospects and leads who have their money out, who are ready to invest in you, and you are dropping the ball. Now, I'm not talking about being spammy. I'm not talking about being so focused on you generating money that you don't think about the best case scenario for your prospect. There are absolutely people who are not good fits for you at all or who are not good fits for you right now. If they were to invest in you, it would have significant negative consequences for them. So again, I am not telling you that every lost deal, every lost opportunity is a bad thing. But what I am telling you is that I believe without a shadow of doubt that you have people in your existing pipeline, people who have reached out to you, people who are engaging with you, who are ready to invest in you because they believe that your program, your service, your offer is going to solve their problems and is going to improve their life. And they just haven't been persuaded or there is something holding them back. And Something as small as a text from you, a conversation with you, a final email from you, something that helps them understand, I am not one of many, I am myself, and I am going to thrive in this program because the CEO reached out to me or because I heard from them one more time. You have the opportunity to do that. And so when you don't make that close, when you don't convert that prospect that desperately wants to say yes and just needs a little bit of a nudge or a little bit of support or a little bit of, you know, belief in themselves, then you have lost money. And that is now an expense. And if we're going to talk about how much we make in our funnels, if we're going to talk about revenue that we generate from these emails and these sales conversations, then we have to be ready to talk about the money that we lose and think about it as a negative line item. I really believe this. And saying this to CEOs, I can see that it resonates with them. Although I will tell you, it's sometimes an uncomfortable conversation for me to have. To tell a CEO that the solution to your sales problems is not going and paying someone else more. You don't need more leads yet. You will if we are able to do what I know we can do, which is to find and to seal these leaks in your funnel, is to increase the conversions in your existing funnels and to make you fast cash from these fixes, then yes, please, let's go out and have some fun. Let's spend at the top of the funnel. But I can't encourage CEOs. And in fact, I actively campaign against them doing any of those things until we have audited their existing funnel and found these leaks. And let's put it into real terms. If you offer a program that is $399 and you have five people who click that sales page and don't buy, every one of those five you convert is money in your bank right now, right? If you are hearing this, you're like, yeah, I I see the opportunity. Right now, you have the opportunity to go find those five people or those 50 or those 500 people that have told you, hey, I'm at least a little bit interested in buying from you. If you can go close the deal 
by learning more about them or by showing them how successfully you can resolve their problems. That is 399 times however many conversions you make. It's real money, you guys. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. If you have 50 people in your funnel and 40 of them fall out the back end and your product is $399, I want you to do the math. 40 times 399, that's how much money you lost. Now, again, there has to be an opportunity for you to say, well, I wasn't going to convert 100% and I don't want to because then I would be converting people that just aren't ready. So do the math again. What happens if you convert 50% of those deals that didn't close? What if you go back and you have a conversation and you get to know your prospect or your lead and they are now fully convinced that you are the one for them, your program, your service, your offer is solving their, their problems If you convert 50% more, now we're talking 25 times 399, real money, you guys. And so again, if we're going to look at how much we generate when we make the sale, we have to be willing to look at the loss, the negative line item, if we don't make that sale. And getting in that headspace can be really painful, but I want you to also find it to be really empowering because the fix in the messy middle of the funnel is quite simple. You just need to find all of the ways and all of the places that someone is telling you, I'm interested in buying. I'm interested in investing. I'm interested in saying yes. Find that pocket of people, find that group of people who have done that. Sometimes it is as simple as somebody who has clicked a sales page or who has booked a sales call, but didn't show up or booked a sales call and canceled it, who has sent you a DM, who has clicked any of the links in your newsletter or in your sales emails that isn't necessarily to a landing page, but show that they are highly interested, you name it. The buying intent signals are everywhere. Somebody who played some or all of a video on your website, who took action by getting onto your list and then following up and downloading all sorts of other resources. Those people are highly interested in you and in your offer. And if you are not really personalizing the journey that they have, if you are not meeting them where they are and letting them know, I hear you, I see you, and I'm here to serve you, if you are not willing to do that hard, sometimes unscalable work, what you're telling me is that you are willing to lose that money. And let's escalate it. $399. What if you're offering a $5,000 group coaching program? If you aren't willing to do the hard work In the middle and the bottom of the funnel, if you aren't willing to go meet those prospects and see, are they ready to buy? They just need a little bit of discussion. They just need a little bit of a nudge. They need to know that you believe in them because for a lot of people, myself, if I flip it and I think about myself as a buyer, as a consumer, I have mindset issues. Is this thing actually going to solve my problems? Is this just more money that I waste on a program or a service or an offer that's not going to get me what I need? I don't know if I believe in it. Am I really going to get the level of support that I want? I have those doubts as a consumer, as a buyer. You probably do as well. And so you have to be able to think about those objections and those pain points that your prospects and your leads are having. And if you are willing to go meet them where they are, and help assuage their fears or really listen to them. Don't even go in thinking, oh, this is a conversion call. Just go in thinking, how can I better understand 
What is holding this person back? All of that data is helpful. If you find out that it's a financial issue, again, you may not be able to get the person into your program or get them to make the investment now. It may not be the right time for them, but you'll better understand what was holding them back. And you can look at your messaging. You can look at your offer. You can follow up with them over time to see if and when it's going to be the right time. Or you can at least say, okay, that really was not somebody that was going to be a good fit for the program right now. So instead of thinking about that as a lost sale, now maybe they just go into a different column. For those of you who are listening who have a sales background, this is much more about kind of pipeline stages and one loss uh, tagging than marketing. Uh, If you are a marketing person, then just understand that there's an opportunity to work with your sales team on doing this. Or if you're a one-man band, a one-woman band, and none of that makes sense, and you're like, pipeline, that's just more jargon. Funnels, that's just more jargon. Take a step back and just listen to the philosophical opportunities that I'm talking about. And think again about how you can make money today fixing these leaks. Okay, don't be afraid of putting a value statement on here. If a lost uh, conversion for you is $399 or $5,000 or $49, I don't care what it is, put a number on it. If you win it, that's money in the bank, so that's a plus. If you lose it, that's money that didn't make it into your bank. So I really do consider that to be an expense. Now, it's not being debited or deducted from your account. So I understand that this is maybe not a perfect analogy. But when you're thinking about how you are spending money, one way to have more profitability is to get more sales right? Uh, And a lot of people will try to solve it with, we need more leads. Let's go spend money on ads. We need more salespeople to convert and to close these deals. We're going to go pay staff team members, or we're going to bring in contractors and pay them a big commission or, you know, a bonus incentive. Those are all fine things, but I would much rather you to do that, to feel really good about your investment in that top of the funnel and the very bottom of the funnel if you know that you are doing the hard work in the middle. And those lost sales are expensive. We think about the things that actually come out of our pocket, out of our bank account as being expensive. But I will tell you that your revenue and your profits will go up if you are able to have higher conversions in the middle of the funnel. And too many founders that I work with, the first 30 days of any engagement with any founder, any organization is I audit and I assess and I get access. I audit the funnels. I don't add to, I don't make big sweeping changes. I don't recommend, it's, it, I cannot think of a time when I've recommended, okay, let's just go in hard. Let's spend a bunch of money at the top of the funnel. No, the first 30 days are about auditing and assessing and making small micro tweaks. And when I do that, the great news for me, for my job security and also for my clients is that when we do that, when we are willing to go in and see how can we convert one more person in this funnel? How can we convert 10% more? And we start to do these small steps. That is instant money. Okay. That is not time that we've spent optimizing funnels and we've got to do all this behind the scenes work and then we'll launch. No, we are going to the people that are already telling us, yes, I'm interested. Please, please, please. I am Julia. I am here with my credit card. I am ready to spend the money. And if we meet them there and we help them spend their money and we make sure that this is a good fit and we give them an incredible experience, then that is money. That is instant money. You could go make that money today. If you're listening to this podcast episode and you're like, yeah, let's go, then I challenge you. Go to one of your existing funnels. Look at the people who have expressed any intent by clicking to your sales page. Let's just start super, super small. 
And then figure out what you can do to go engage with them. Is it just a follow-up email? Hey, I can see that you're interested. I'd love to answer any questions. Let's get on a call. Is it a text message, a direct message? Is it something more personal? Is there anything that you can do? And again, while I want you to convert this into a sales opportunity, I want you to keep your mind open and just say, at the very least, if I reach out to these people who have told me that they're interested by way of clicking on my sales page, they didn't actually have to tell me anything. They told me by their actions in this email campaign. What can I learn from them? Do I have a conversation and just say, hey, no pressure. I'd just love to know what's holding you back. Right. If you feel uncomfortable pushing on the sales or you feel uncomfortable going into it with, I need to close this deal, then I understand that completely. I'm not a natural closer. My, my biggest challenge is that I am a people pleaser. And when it comes to marketing myself or marketing my services, I just want it to feel really easy for my client. And I have had to learn that a lot of times just listening to their individual pain points and their objections and what's holding them back naturally in having that conversation, we get to a point where I better understand their needs. I'm better able to articulate why I believe I'm the right fit for them, why I'm meeting them where they are. I'm giving this individualized, bespoke attention. Yes, I understand. And by the way, if they're not, then I tell them right there. And I know that you do the same. I know that you are a high integrity leader and a founder if you are listening to this. But just in having the conversation, it naturally becomes a deal closing conversation. And I'm willing to do that. And I encourage my clients to be willing to do that because it is real money. And so if you find yourself being frustrated by a lack of conversions and your solution is to go spend more money to get more leads in the door, I understand that. I understand that you're thinking, maybe I just don't have enough people. I don't have the right people. But before you do that, I would encourage you to look at your existing funnels Find these moments of buying intent. Go speak with those people, even if it is completely unscalable, even if you have to do something for the first 15 people and you can't do it after that. Your time is just, your bandwidth is not available. You can't do it. If you do this with 15 people, I am telling you that you will either close those deals that were lost and make money and get more people into your program and feel like the boss that you are, or you will get better data as to what was holding someone back. And if they are being held back because they don't really fully understand the value of what you do, they don't feel like they have a full understanding of what the deliverables are, they don't necessarily trust you, they haven't seen examples of how this has worked for other people, then great. You can provide that information on the call or in the email exchange or in the voice note, whatever it is that's working for you. And then you can immediately use that data to better inform people in the email sequences that you're sending or on the sales pages. So if nothing else, the data that you get, even if these deals don't close when you're doing the outreach, they will absolutely give you more information to put into your existing funnels so that the prospects that come through have a better chance of converting. And I will tell you that this high touch experience is very powerful and it does require your time or it requires someone on your team's time to go in and have these one-on-one conversations and these conversion-focused exchanges. But I believe that it is worth it because, again, we come back to this being an expense. If you are able to close the deal that was otherwise lost, that is real money in your bank account today in real time. That, to me, is a compelling argument. And again, it is why I feel so strongly when I'm working with 
a founder or on a new initiative, when I can say, I need you to trust that the first 30 days, we're not going to do a lot of new anything. We're going to get there. We're going to have a lot of fun at top of the funnel. I can't wait to brainstorm with you and implement. But what we're going to do in the first 30 days is we're just going to look at what you're currently doing. We're going to audit it. We're going to assess what's working and what isn't. And we're going to take small actions. And the way that I have been able to successfully do that and to lead these fast growth focused CEOs to slowing down is that the return on that is real dollars in your pocket. And if you're willing to do that, especially if you are stalled out on growth or you are an early stage founder, you're still in startup mode, maybe you're a solopreneur. If you are willing to look at these numbers, I encourage you to do it each and every day. If you can't do it every day, carve out an hour once a week and say, let me look at the people who have given me some type of buying intent this week. I'm going to go take action. That is an hour very well spent. Okay. I don't care what your hourly rate is as a founder. And it, by the way, if this, if the math doesn't math, if doing this, you close five more deals, it still doesn't match your hourly rate, then find someone else on your team that's really good at this and that it is better aligned with the hourly rate. So if you need to justify it that and it can't be you or it shouldn't be you, not every founder is great in the sales process. I totally get that. Then find the person who can do this with you or who can do it for you, who you can empower to have these conversations. But think carefully about where you are spending your money. And if you are pouring your investment into other solutions, new software, lead gen opportunities, new staff members, I would encourage you to pause or to slow that down and to go find your fast cash in the existing funnels by converting the clients and the prospects and the leads that desperately want to invest in you and want to work with you. They just haven't quite gotten pushed over the ledge or gotten you know, a big hug from you that makes them feel like they can take the leap on their own. And if you do that today, I am very optimistic that you can make real money today. This is a pretty quick return on your investment. And once you have this figured out, you can automate just about all of this as well. So the short-term solution is go find the people that are talking to you and telling you that they want to buy who are running into your boutique with credit cards and cash saying, I'm ready to invest. Have conversations do everything you can if they are a good fit to help close that deal. And once you have figured out that process, what they need, then you can automate it. Even if you are still doing manual conversations, even if your data tells you, oh, these people really just needed to get on a 15-minute call. They just needed to hear me speak and they needed to tell me about their story. That is time well spent. And if you can't do it yourself, then you now have a very clear path to hiring somebody who can fill that role because the money math works for you. So I hope that's been helpful. The biggest expense in your business, I believe, is likely to be your missed opportunities and your lost sales, not a top line expense like staff or software or other hard costs. It is actually in the sales that you are not making, but that you should. And I hope this has been helpful for you. Thank you for listening to the Rising Tide Talent Show. For more, follow at Rising Tide Talents on Instagram and visit risingtidetalents.com. You'll find show notes, resources, and a lot more from today's episode. It's all at risingtidetalents.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Katie Widrick, and you can find me at kwidrick. Until next time, remember, a rising tide lifts all ships. Rising.